Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? <laughs> I don't know about hot, steamy it is, but hot, yeah. <laughs> My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This is Stephen, and I just want to share. Uh, yeah, I want to expound on that just quickly, because the real man... Good morning, and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest-growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Coffee Talk. I am so excited about being on the air in the cafe with you this morning. I am sipping on my favorite hot beverage. I hope you have yours in hand because you are in for a ride with the conversation that we're going to have this morning. The Heart of a Lion is the platform that we're speaking from just today. And I want you to stew over that while I remind you that if you have not done so already, to download the app, Coffee Talk with Story, from your app store so that you can always be connected and you can take me everywhere you go. I don't want you to miss another morning show. So download the app so you have it right at your hip. Whatever personal device you use, you'll have access to the show. One of the other unique things about the app is that it allows you to tap into our library. So if you miss the show, you miss the real-time show, you can always go back, tap into the library, and listen to the show at your convenience. There's also a great feature on the app called Voice Notes. Yeah, 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 Voice Notes it is. We want to support no text and drive. So while you're listening to the show, if you have dialed in by phone, you can uh, press 1. You can queue it up or you can ask, ask questions or share comments. But if you're driving, we don't want you to text and drive. So you can press voice notes. It will send a uh, voice note to us here in the studio, and we can play your comment on the air. But cool, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. So download the app, play around with that, use that. Let me know what you think about it by visiting the website and giving your comments about how these new interactive tools are working for you. The heart of aligning. Today we're going to be talking about adoptions. And not just adoptions, but we're going to be speaking from the platform of the children that are adopted. As we know, a multitude of issues may arise once an individual becomes aware that they've been adopted. Feelings of grief, struggles with self-esteem, and identity development issues are the more common ones we know. Statistics state that nearly three out of every four adopted children ages zero to five are led to or sang to every day. It also states that well over half of all adopted children eat dinner with their families at least six days per week. Hmm. The misconception, will the adopted child be loved as much as the biological child, has been proven to be false. Today in the cafe with me is Celeste Theta, a native New Yorker. She will be sharing her story about her loving adopted family and how she's always felt loved, 
and they support her, and they help her pursue her dreams during her career in acting and modeling. Let's welcome to the cafe today, Miss Celeste Seda. Good morning, Celeste. How are you? Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm doing well. Ooh, I'm glad you're on the studio. I'm glad you're on the show with me today. I'm really excited about having the opportunity to speak with you and share your story on the air. So do you have something hot and steamy in hand, sipping on, you know, some tea or some coffee or, you know, whatever yes, you drink in the morning? Yes, I'm actually <laughs> sipping on some hot uh, ginger lemon tea. Oh, Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Yeah, 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 pretty good. Well, tell us a little bit about where, where you were born. I, I, I have you down as being born in the state of New York. So what city in New York were you born in? Yeah, I was actually born in Manhattan. Um, and uh, I was, and then I actually grew up out in Long Island, which is like the outskirts of um <clears throat> of the city. So kind of grew up in the suburban life out there on the island. And, and you know what? One of the things about childhood that I always challenge myself to think is I try to go back and, and try to think of my first childhood memory. And for me, it was first grade. What was your first childhood memory? Um, let me see. Probably a couple of things. I definitely remember being in grade school and then um, – Kindergarten. I do remember when I was in kindergarten, um, an iron had fell on my arm, and I had a really, really big bubble. And to this day, I have a scar on my left arm. That's one thing to definitely remember. I was about five years old. Oh wow! Wow. Do Do you remember being adopted? Um. I don't remember the process of me being adopted, but I do remember um, I was in kindergarten as well, and um, I think I was in a gym class. And the, I guess like the little physical education certificate I did receive, I, I think it had my biological mother's last name. And I remember my, um, I think the teacher or my mom, I forgot which one, they had asked me, well, do you want, you know, this last name or do you want Seda, which was my adopted name? And, um so I think at that point is when is for you know looking back now I think is as far as I as as far as I can remember acknowledging the fact that I was adopted at that point. So I was about five or six years old, and then ever since then I've always been you know pretty pretty open about it. So how, how did your adopted parents uh, share this information with you? I don't remember at what age, but I do remember them just saying, you know, we're, you know, you're here with us because your family was sick and they weren't able to, you know, take care of you at the time. So, and and that's just basically how they put it. It wasn't anything negative or it just, it is what it is. Like, that's just what they said. It's just because they were sick and, and that was it. So that, that's what I knew for a long time growing up. But I was always curious about it. And were you able to discuss your curiosity with them? Were they open to this? Yeah, yeah. My mom is she's um she's very very supportive and super cool. So you know any questions I had, she was always you know willing to answer to the best of her ability. Um, so it was up until I 
was a teenager, about 16 or 17, when we kind of had a talk, and she, you know, explained to me a little in depth of the reasons, um, you know, of, of, of my adoption. And, you know, I had a better understanding of what the situation was. And, you know, and to me it was fine. I was like, oh, okay, cool, you know, now I know. Um, and then it just kind of goes like curiosity more to pursue, you know, looking for them, my biological parents and my family. Now, so the statistics, statistics state that um, some children may feel displaced or may have issues with self-esteem or not really feeling like they have a sense of belonging to the family that they've been adopted into. Do you remember, you know, especially in the teenage years where children, teenagers go through crazy stuff anyway with their, with their you know, with their uh, natural parents. I can imagine being with a family member of an adopted that it, it can be even crazier. But do you remember going through any emotional issues? If, if so, how did your family deal with that? No, I think, you know, as you mentioned earlier, um, my family is very, very loving and supportive, so I never felt anything less than that. But um, I guess during my adolescence, my teenage years, I might have felt, you know, sometimes like, you know, just I think the normal kind of questions an adopted child would ask, like, why was I adopted? You know, is something wrong with me? So sometimes I did have those kind of thoughts, but it was never a reflection of my upbringing in my family. And I never felt any kind of neglect. I never felt any favoritism towards my older brothers who are part of the, you know, my mom's two biological sons. I never felt anything like that. Like, we were, you know, I've been with them since I was about one or two years old, so that's all the family that I knew. So no matter if we looked a little different, different shades of color between the family and siblings, you know, I just knew that that was my family. And in terms of your adopted siblings, how many of, how many is it of you within that family? Um, so actually, as mentioned, my mother, she has two biological sons of her own, but then she um, and my dad adopted three of us, and we're all from three different families. And before that, they were um, foster parents, so they took in a lot of foster children and took care of them, and then I guess, you know, at whatever point in their lives, they decided that they were just going to, I guess, hold us three and then continue raising us um, Continue raising us. So there's actually three of us adopted from three different families. And are you you all pretty close? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My yeah. My sister and I are very close. And uh, so I have a sister who's adopted, who's two years younger than me, and then I have a brother who uh, we're about the same age, just a few months apart. So we all were close in grade school. You know, hung out with the same kind of friends. So um, yeah, yeah. To this day, you know, we're all close. And, and you said that your 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 mom has two um, two sons of her own. Have you ever seen a, a difference with with how you all were treated? Have you always been treated the same? No, no, definitely not. And I think also because they were so much older than us. So I think when we came around, they were already in high school. So there's a there's a big gap in between the generations. So as their as my mom is raising us three going through grade school, middle school, high school, they were already either in college or on their own, ended up having children. So it was kind of like those were our big brothers. But even still, I didn't feel any type of difference with treatment and behavior and favoritism or anything like that. 
Yeah, it's been successful. It's been stable. Um, you know, I think just for me, and out of the three of us who are adopted, um, I'd say I'm the one who's most vocal about it and, um, you know, the most curious and just wanting to know and kind of shed light to, you know, other adoptees out there. And what kind of light do you, do you shed for the other adoptees? What is it that, that you would like for them to... Uh, know from your story? I would just like other children or not even children, just, you know, individuals who are adopted to know that, you know, you don't have to feel like an alien or like an outsider or like you're, you know, just that bad apple out of the family and out of the bunch. Um, I I heard you earlier when you said that the statistics show that there are families and children who may feel neglected or, you know, like they're not part of the loving family. But, um, you know, there is another side to it. There's always a good and the bad side. There's always a pretty and the ugly. Not saying that this is a pretty side, but it is a more positive aspect and it's more positive side. So I just want other individuals to know that, you know, family, no matter what, if you're blood, if you're not blood, um, family is family. And, you know, those are the ones who are going to rock out with you and support you and ride with you until until eternity. So whether, you know, you're with a biological mom or adopted mom or a foster mom, if she's showing you that tender love and care and that support, then that's, you know, that's family right there. Yeah. Well, thank you for, for sharing that and transparent to share that. So, so tell me yeah. you, what, what steps have you taken to locate your birth parents and, and, and how successful or unsuccessful has that been for you? Well, I've you know, I've done Google searches, um and, you know, people searches, but the way I actually reconnected with my biological father's side was I had found um my mom's birth my original birth certificate and my mom and my mother's file cabinet um years ago and I saw that there was an address on there. And this address in Manhattan was where my um, father resided. So I had, you know, taken a little trip up there one day and ran to the landlord of the building, and he said he hadn't seen my father in years, but he sees him every now and then. So um, I exchanged my contact information, and about five months later, this landlord had ran into my biological father and, you know, said, oh, Celeste was looking for you. Here's your information. So the next day my father contacted me, and from there, it's been history. I reconnected with my older sister, um, who is my best friend, and all of my aunts and my cousins. And it's crazy, it's, you know, it's crazy to see how small the world is because everybody was in the the borough of Manhattan or the Bronx or Brooklyn right there in New York City. So it was like, wow, I could have ran into you guys at any point and kind of not really known you were family. Yeah. Um, as far as finding my biological mother, I have been unsuccessful in that area. And what, what steps have you taken to, to reach her? Um, again, just looking on online searches. Um, I don't have any in particular that I can remember at the top of my head, but um, I've looked up a few things online, and I think I've called a, a few numbers that I did find where it might have seemed like it was her, but... 
it was unsuccessful and it was not her, apparently. Well, I, I want to introduce introduce a person who's called on uh, into the line. She uh, is very um, – she's had some experience in assisting people to locate adoptive parents. She is from New York as well, uh, and, and she's called into the show. So let's, let's get her queued up and get her – on the air. Let's welcome Cece to the show this morning. Good morning, Cece. Are you there? Good morning. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, we hear you fine. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate that. Oh, you're so very welcome. Hi, Celeste. How are you? Hi, Cece. Nice to meet you. I'm doing good. Thanks for being here with us. Oh, not a problem at all. Um, I'm from New York, and I'm adopted as well. I was raised on Long Island myself, so I definitely can understand um, some of the things that you're saying. Um, one of the things I wanted to touch on, I know you said that you've tried to locate your birth mom and you kind of ran into some roadblocks, it wasn't the right person, but a lot of people now are searching for their biological family, whether it's their mom, their dad, their brothers, or just anyone in the family, and we have what we call search angels. And search angels, they're out there, they're on a lot of different websites, they're on a lot of different reunion pages, Facebook pages, and they are free. Or I should say about 97% of them are free. You know, there are always going to be someone out there that wants to make money off of us. But for the most mm-hmm. part, they're free. And I do have some information that I would definitely, you know, like to share with you, and I'm also going to provide you my email address so that way we can communicate off air, as well as anyone else that's listening and needs additional help. But with the search angel, you just give them your information, as much information as you can, and they will work so hard. Some of them will even take trips, or if they're in the area where you were born, they will actually do the research for you with newspapers and birth announcements and going to the courthouse. There's a lot of things that are actually public that they can search for, and they know what they're searching for. And sometimes they'll say, hey, you know, it's co- it's going to cost me maybe $5 to print paperwork or whatever, and then, of course, that's up to you whether or not you want to go that way. But some of them will just get the information and write it down and provide it to you. But there are also different uh, registries out there that you can sign up with, and if your biological mother decided to register, they'll actually make a connection with you, and it's free. They'll make a connection with you no matter where you're at in the United States. This is an international, actually it's international, SoundX reunion registry. You may have heard of it. Put your information in. If they see that your mom or your dad, which you've already uh, met him or found him, but if she's there, they'll make a connection. Um, There's a couple of other sites I want to give you. And one other thing I want to let you know, as well as the listeners out there, and you may not have tried this, but there are sites out there that will run your DNA for you. One of the most popular ones is called 23andMe, which is 23andMe.com. What they will do is send you a kit. And it's probably about $99. Sometimes it's cheaper. Sometimes it's more. It just kind of depends on what you're trying to run. Because if you are a male, they have different tests, and they will, like, run your father's side of family. But as a female, I believe they run your, your biological mother's side. But anyway, they'll run your DNA. You'll swab your own mouth. You'll send it to them. It takes a couple of weeks to get back. But what they send you is a printout of, like, what area you come from, whether it's, like, say, from Europe. They'll narrow down to where in Europe or uh, Africa or just wherever you're from, and then you will upload your information. It's usually to Ancestry.com or GED Match, and it will actually send you 
people's names that will match your DNA, and this could be like a first cousin, a second cousin, and so many people have found their biological family by uploading that information, and they'll send you the list of names, and they've reached out to these people, and some of the people are like, well, no, I don't know anything about an adoption in a family. I don't know you. I'm sorry. I can't help you. But then there are some that say, hey, you know what? I remember Cousin Julie, she had a baby 20 years ago. They kept it quiet, but I do remember that, and they'll pass the information along. So that's very successful. I haven't tried it myself, but that is a gift <laughs> that I am going to do for myself, hopefully before the year is out. I'm a little nervous. There's um, newspaper announcements, obituaries, birth announcements, believe it or not, from certain hospitals. You can get your records from the hospital since you know your birth information and your hospital if you know it. You can contact them and ask for your birth records, and they can provide that to you. You'll have a little bit more information on your birth mother. Get your non-ID um, from the adoption company or agency if you're able to. Vital statistics. You can even contact Social Security to get your uh, Social Security number or when it was at least applied for and by who. So there are different things that you can do to try to find your birth mother. But like I said, I can help you as much as I can. I do have people out there with different registry unions, things like that, that I can pass information along as well. So that's pretty much what I have right now to offer. And also I also want to point out that being adopted, a lot of people look at it like, oh, you were unwanted, no one wanted you. I look at it, I put a positive spin on it. I look at it that my birth mother was not selfish. She decided to give me up because that was the best thing that she knew she could do for me at the time. And if she decided to keep me, I may not have had the life that I had coming up. I had an excellent life coming up. I have five older brothers, no sisters, and I never felt adopted, even though I knew from, gosh, I can't even remember when. I always knew. I never felt adopted. I felt loved. So to me, being adopted was one of the best things that could have happened. And I know, like, there are people out there that probably had a bad experience being adopted, but for myself, and it sounds like for you as well, it was an awesome, great experience. So I don't have any complaints with being adopted. So I'm not sure if you guys have any questions for me. But for those that are listening um, that want to contact me later on, my email is C as in cat, W M as in man, W C as in cat, M as in man, one at hotmail.com. And I'll also provide that to Soy as well. And so it's C W M W C M one at hotmail.com. So anybody have any questions for me? Cece, hey, it's Celeste. I just want to say thank you so much for providing all that information. And not only do, you know, I definitely want to utilize those sources to help find my mom, my my brother who is also adopted, I know he's expressed interest in me helping him find his um, mother. So I would be so happy to even share, you know, just a piece of this information to him so we can, you know, get on this journey together. Definitely. Um, and can I just ask, did you ever find anyone from your biological family? I haven't. It's been pretty tough. I did get in contact with the adoption agency. They gave me my non-ID information, which was basic age, what they did, high school, you know, things like that. But New York, as you already know, well, I'm not sure if you actually do know because you were able to find your birth certificate, but New York is one of the hardest, hardest states to try to find information from. If you were born in Long Island, such as myself, it is so hard to get your birth information. But if you were born in the five boroughs, it's actually listed, and I believe it's in um, in Manhattan. There's a big book with all the birth certificate numbers. And if you match it up correctly, you can find your birth certificate information from there. But I'm not from the five boroughs, so I have not been able to find anyone. 
it's been a little harder for me. I've been able to find other people, but no one for myself, So, which is absolutely fine. I know in time it will happen if it's meant to happen, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, Susie, I, I, I am glad that you um, were able to share so much detailed information. Oh, you're very, very welcome. I have so much more information to share, but it would run up your whole talk show and plus some. So, you know, if anyone wants to reach out to me, they can either reach out to you and you can pass it on to me or they can reach me on my email. And I'll be more than happy to point them in the right direction, you know, set them up with other groups that's in their area where they were born because each state has different registries and different support groups, things like that. And it's just so much information and so much help out there. So just don't be shy. Don't feel like your case is a lost cause. Even the babies that were put up on the black market, which I'm not sure if you guys know about, but there was mm-hmm. or there is a black market, yeah, and there's a lot of people out there that were part of the black market or or even part of uh, there's certain groups, and I can't remember their names, but there are certain agencies and hospitals and doctors that were taking these babies and selling them, and some of these people were able to find their biological family. So, you know, don't feel like your case is like a lost cause or you can't, you know, find it. Like for myself, I know it's it's going to happen eventually. I just have to dig a little bit deeper, but I haven't given up all hope. So don't feel like that either. If you're out there and you want help, please contact myself or, you know, call into the show or something. We can try our best to help you guys. Susie, how long have you been searching for um, your your birth parents? Well, I've actually started searching around the age of 16. My uh, adoptive mom, which I call my mom, I don't say she's my adoptive mom, but my mom, she gave me as much information as she could, any paperwork that she had, she provided to me, and I've tried to have people help me. But if you're under the age of 18, it's really against the law to do that. You're not supposed to. So I couldn't get much information. I am out there on so many different registries, so I know it's just a matter of time of them reaching out to me. And sometimes a biological mother may not remember your birthday or she may have been told that the baby didn't survive. So I don't know. Oh. I will actually, I think, my, I think my biological mother is aware because she did sign over her rights to me when I was eight months. I was in foster care straight from the hospital. So I'm not sure if it's something she just don't want to be found, but in due time, in due time. Okay. And, 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 again, your email information for those who are listening. Okay. It's cwmwcm1 at hotmail.com. And they can always reach out to you as well and if they're able to, and, and you can provide that information to them if they can't reach me with it. And so that's before we wrap up the show. Anything you want to say um, before the show ends? Um, yeah, you know, Cece, thank you again for providing that information. I am so excited to take on that to, you know, continue my search. But, you know, aside from that, um, like I mentioned, my family's been really supportive. And just like you, you know, I don't say it's my adopted mom or anything, my dad. So my mom and my dad have been supportive and all my brothers and my sister and all my nieces. So, um, you know, this part of my life right now, I'm just, uh, really focused on pursuing my acting career, and I've done some modeling, a few commercials, but I actually booked a lead in an indie film, which is called Sunset Till Dawn, based on a true story, um, you know, of a cancer survivor, so it's going to be a little challenging, very emotional, but I'm really excited about it. Um, I think it's going to be a great project, and 
you know, it's it's for a good cause. So I have that going on, and you guys can also keep up with me. Check out my website, www.celestdata.com, and that's C-E-L-E-S-T-E-S-E-D-A.com. Um, so, yeah, I've just been really focused on, you know, grinding it out and trying to make it to the next level. What 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 a great show we had today. Thank you again, Celeste, for being on the show, and thank you, PT, for what you provided, which has been a wealth of information for our listeners. Visit the website, guys, www.coffeetalkwithsoy.com. Leave your comments about how you thought about the show, if it's helped you at all, and, and also share it with, with me topics that you like to hear about. Again, thank you for listening. It's been an awesome day. We've had a great show. Have a great week. We'll see you right here next Saturday. Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. You let these work.